into the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! We go into too much time. Okay, we got some Charlie Manson playing. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of AfterBuzz TV. This is Aquarius, episode 13. This is the finale. Old Ego is a Too Much Thing, and we actually have Charlie Manson's song, which is Old Ego is a Too Much Thing, playing for us right now. I'm Paige Bonanno. I'm your host. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Paige Bonanno. And we are joined by the one, the only, Spencer Garrett tonight. Thanks so much for joining us. It's good to be here. I feel like that's a classic song. It's Creepy yeah. Oh yeah, and we could that. tell right away. We're like, this is definitely. No, it's cold in here because I got shivers. It's not the room. I know. <laughs> when we were on the set, Gethin somehow uh, he got copies of these old songs of Charlie Manson's, oh, okay. and he was listening to it on his iPod. Uh, you know, to, to get in the character. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, wow. and, and he, he he put the earbuds in. And I was listening to it, and it really does put a chill up your Definitely. spine, you know, oh. to hear this. Uh, I keep listening to it, and I keep thinking all the bad stuff this guy's done, and this is his voice singing to me right now. Right. It's yeah. a surreal sort of feeling. It's sort and of, to, see, to see his picture on YouTube there, oh, it's scary. and hear the music, you know. He's got a creepy pic- picture for sure. Yeah. But anyways, we are joined by Spencer Garrett. We're so happy to have you. He plays Hal, and as we all know, as we watch this episode, Hal played a huge role in this in this episode. Yep. It was crazy. A little dark. And our co-host... I'm Guy David. Guy David. And you can find me as usual on Twitter at Guy Nagelsha, and I have Instagram now. Oh I'm my a, God. I'm a newbie to yes, Instagram. You do. There we go. Guy David 86. I have 14 followers. Wow. And I'm Spencer Garrett at one Spencer Garrett, and Instagram at Spencer Garrett one. Very, oh, he, he switched it. He you switched have Instagram it on that. too. Yeah. Oh my gosh! What's All that? Right. I'm enjoying Instagram too. Yeah, yeah it's fun. It's fun, yeah. right? I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a kind of a little vet on Instagram, so you're kind of into it. I'm I'm, I've been it. learning you know, from your photos. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but anyways, so we're just so Lots excited. To talk about. We have a lot to talk about tonight. Um, first, I, let's start with a little bit of what you're doing lately because we had Spencer. Uh, with us a couple weeks ago, and we found out what he was doing then. But now you, it seems like you have a lot more things going on. So couple tell us more, about couple that. more things have uh, have cropped up since I saw you last. Uh, I'm doing uh, a new. Uh, uh, Brian Cranston did a play on Broadway mm-hmm. last year called All the Way uh, about uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson mm-hmm. and the Civil Rights Act in 1964. Uh, beautiful, amazing play written by Robert Schenken, and uh, Brian won the Tony Award for it. And so they're doing a film out of it wow. for, uh, for HBO. That's uh, and uh, Brian is doing it. Uh, it's, a, it's an extraordinary cast, and Jay Roach is directing it. I did Game mm. Change uh, for Jay Roach. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we started this week. We started filming this week. And uh, Stephen Root and Ray Wise and uh, Melissa Leo, Bradley Whitford is playing Hubert Humphrey. It's okay. an extraordinary cast. Melissa wow. Leo's in it? Melissa Leo That's is playing Lady wow. Bird Johnson. And uh, I'm I'm just so stoked to be on the ride. And so. how did you get involved in that from the first place the, that you knew the... Uh, well, I mean, I'd, I'd worked with Jay. I right. went in and, and read for it. And, there you go. Uh, you know, I think everybody kind of wanted to be a part of this thing. Yeah, and, uh, oh, definitely. So I was really excited when I got the call. That's it was, amazing. Uh, yeah, it was really nice. To, and the great Steven Spielberg's producing... Who's that? Steven Spielberg? Is Steve. he? Is, oh, he's. I've heard of him. Yeah, Who's that? A, I don't yeah. know. Not many people know him. Why don't you guys know him around here? <laughs> I'm not he's, sure. He's he's an up and comer. You didn't even mention him. <laughs> 
So you, you don't g- need to mention right. Yeah. We, we already so know. you've this gone. Sort of the so you've graduated from one of the busiest men in Hollywood to officially the busiest by now. Well, I don't know. It's just it's uh, it's nice to be. Nice to be on this roller coaster. It's good to have work, right? It's all right, sure, yeah. Definitely. How does it ever. I, I think I asked you this last time. You said it's never too much, but. Sometimes it's too much. I mean, you just. T- you told me, like, with Aquarius and the show you're doing at Manhattan Beach. Who was uh, that? I was doing Scorpion. Scorpion. You uh, were actually doing both shows, playing two characters in one day. How hard was that? That was, that was tough. That was very tough. I mean, I was going through a tough time in my life. Personally, uh, there was a death in the family, and uh, uh, and I was driving to Manhattan Beach in the morning with a 5 a.m. call, shooting down there, and then getting in the car, and you know, leaving that character behind, and then getting in the car, and then driving up to L.A. and doing these last few crazy scenes that you saw tonight uh, of Aquarius. I mean, really emotional, difficult, violent, you know, and intense yeah, scenes. These last scenes looked. It was acting. It looked hard. How hard was it? Changing from character to character. Did you while on your drive back? Did you get into the, your mind together? What? What? Do you have a way to motivate yourself to I do it? I just tried to get out of my head as much yeah. as possible. I mean, I knew that when I arrived on the set, I knew I was in really good hands because uh, I knew I was going to be with Brian O'Byrne, uh, who always had my back throughout this whole thing. Mm-hmm. We we had a great partnership, uh, as twisted and wacky as the partnership mm-hmm. was on screen. Uh, he was just lovely to work with. He's just That's a terrific awesome. person. And uh, Jonas Pate, who directed this last episode, also did the pilot. So I was in really good hands. Sure. Um, and uh, the the people on the on the show were just fantastic. Right. So, um, you know, I was able to I was able to get through what I was going with and you know, going through dealing with personally uh-huh. uh, because I I knew that uh, uh, everybody on that show had my back. So Definitely. It was, uh, you know, it was does, good... does working with such a great actor you admire like Brian O'Burn? Does that put the pressure on you more to perform? Does do you put pressure on yourself knowing you respect the guy so much? I I I, I hope I don't put too much pressure on myself. I mean, I, I think it it just it ups your game. It's mm. like if you're if you're if you're playing tennis with somebody that's as good as you are or better than you are. Uh, it just makes you a better. You, tennis you play player. better with a better opponent, oh, sure. and that's the same with acting, right? Absolutely, you, your game naturally lifts. Oh yeah, I mean, the occasion. I mean, Brian is somebody that I respected and admired for so long. Seeing him on stage so many times, um, I I told you I had sort of an actor crush on him. <laughs> just somebody, just he's just an incredible actor. Just so, and he makes it look so simple and sure. so easy, and he's so clean and uh, just a wonderful actor to watch. And so I learned so much from him. And so when I met him. On the pilot, when mm-hmm. I came on the pilot episode, um, I was just so stoked because I knew that all of our stuff was going to be sure. together, mm-hmm. and uh, so I knew I'd be in good hands. Definitely, you know, playing with somebody of that caliber. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get into that relationship a little bit. So, at the beginning of the episode, so we start off, and in episode twelve, obviously, we see that. The last scene that we see in the episode is Hal coming to the door covered in blood. Oops, I did saying, it again. Oops, I did it again. Yeah. So we see, and we didn't really know that Hal played that big of a part in it until that moment. And yeah. we looked at each other and we're like, what just happened? There were little crumbs, I mean, little crumbs that were dropped throughout little, the series. Though. I mean, the, 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 the part where, uh, where I give, where I tell, where I tell Ken, you know, you're going to be the Nixon mm. campaign guy, mm-hmm. uh, and he says we're well, going to start looking into us. Exactly, we're going to start looking into our background, mm-hmm. and I say, you know, everybody, they're going to look into you, me, uh, and that's when I sort of drop the the hint that they're going to start digging right. around into our. But into you would think past. more that Hal was more of the sidekick to Ken rather than the you, other way around. You would have thought, which is why it's such an, an incredible twist. I mean, that 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 uh, John McNamara and those guys. Put together for this last episode Huge because twist. 
it, it really is out of left field mm-hmm. when you see when you see what Banyan has done. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he sort of laid this twisted foundation mm-hmm. for you know that 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 goes back to Ken mm-hmm. Carton's past and Manson's past. It all all roads well, kind of lead lead to him. Exactly. Yeah. Everything that happened has now stemmed from yeah. hell, and we yeah. just found that out. Yeah. What I, what I loved about the end of the second to last episode is all the other episodes were ending on sort of a good note, the case solved, moving yeah. on. Yeah. I just looked and saw one minute left in the episode. And I'm like. Wait. You know, it's just going to end. And then yeah. this happened. You appeared. Bloody. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. you know, Knock we nearly door. got suspended from Afterbuzz for noise violation. We just hit the roof. <laughs> like, like, where did that come from? Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, we're like, whoa. You know, the, it really heated things up for the yeah. final episode. Yeah, right. yeah. And so so now in this episode, so we see him come to the door, and he kind of explains it a little bit more. And he, he tells Ken that, you know, I begged Charlie to find me a girl that could handle it. And normally, he got Sadie, who was his go-to girl right. for... The, right. the sexual things that he was doing, whatever twisted things Hal had in his mind. And this night, Sadie couldn't come. So he got this other girl, a 15-year-old. and Bad choice. He, bad choice. And so bad he... Choice. he bad call. Bad what, choice for her, too. Right. So yeah. it was Janet. Poor little Janet. So what exactly happened there? He cut an artery while they're doing... Well, they were even started playing kind of cutting games right. and choking games and, you know, as you do. Uh, and, as you do. And, uh, right. you know, and, I, and I, uh, I hit a wrong... I hit a wrong artery, and, and, and as and you she, do, as you do, as you do. Uh, and she bled out, and uh, and you panic, and wackiness ensues. Yeah. So this is the second girl now that Hal has he, had these problems. He's a with. serial killer. Well, or or, or 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 maybe maybe more. I mean, only only we alluded to. I mean, there might there might have been more that uh, that he's done, but uh, exactly. Uh, I mean, the, the obviously the prostitute. You find out that you know he's. Uh, so this all happened, but she was actually alive, which we didn't know about. Yeah. Oh God, and yeah. we'll get into that. It's a mess. You guys can't really control your sexual cravings, really. I thought after you hit um, Manson, you you know you hit him in the parking lot. Yeah. You mm-hmm. wouldn't go back there. You'd be done with it because he's has a lot of baggage. Well, on you remember guys. what I did after I hit Manson, put him on the ground, and then I go up to him and he puts his knife up to me up uh. to my neck, and I said. Come on, Charlie. I can take it. But I mean, can't. that's when you first get a little clue that Hal is a little, a little off. Yeah, and you kept yeah. going. I mean, what's that like playing a you know corrupt politician that has weird sexual tendencies? To bang prostitutes. Just to bang prostitutes. What? <laughs> just another day at the office. Another day at the office. Just another day at the office, man. Well, you know? when you read that script, do you, do you go? I mean, do you have to like? Study weird sexual behavior <laughs> or anything like that. He already knows. He doesn't have to study. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I did a little bit of research. Right. Um, you you, know, go, my you own. really go into the part. Uh, yeah, no, not 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 not, not that not deeply. Not no, otherwise I'd I'd they'd probably be knocking on our door right, right. now and hauling me off to the pokey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, I don't I don't I don't delve in, into it too much. Not too I mean, deep. What were the biggest challenges with the part playing how? Uh, probably the biggest challenge on this finale episode, on this last episode, was not just the the uh, the exhaustion and the time constraints and uh, and all that driving back and forth from one show to the other. That was just, uh, but it actually helped in a way. Uh, I was so sleep deprived during the three days uh, because I was doing Scorpion in the morning and the other one at night, and I was going on. I was just going on fumes, and I found that that actually helped me. Uh, because I was so exhausted mm. that when we did that scene, the end of episode 12, when I said, oops, I did it again, uh, and it cuts, and that's the end of the show, and then 13, you see me walk mm. into the house, 
and Ken says, tell me what happened, and we poured the drink and smoked the cigarettes. That was all on the same night. Mm -hmm. So I was just so uh, worked up and exhausted, and I had to stay in that same kind of emotional neighborhood for, you know, 10 hours. As you were watching it back with us, what were you thinking? uh, It was a really hard day. That was a. It was, it was a really. It was a really hard day. Ah, it was. It was tough. It was t- tough memories. I, I, I. My father had passed away. We talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. I lost my father during that time, and it was very difficult to go on. Um, but my father was a, a, a theatrical agent for a long time. Mm-hmm. He was in show business, and uh, he he kind of uh, you know he would have he would have wanted me to keep on trucking. The show must go on. Yeah. You and lost him on the day you were filming. I that. lost him on the day that I was filming Scorpion, and on on the the day that we shot. Uh, the scene in the uh, in, in the hotel parking lot in the mm-hmm. rain. And he, so these emotions that we were seeing on yeah. camera are actually real emotions because yeah, it was just it was it was not hard to get to that. Uh, knowing he wanted you to go on, motivated you to finish the day. Uh, that and uh, and the fact that I wanted to get out of the rain. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he we thought were, it was freezing. It was freezing. Right? Yeah, we were all me, Gethin, Brian. Uh, we all had the luxury of wearing uh, wetsuits. Uh, underneath, you know, surfing wetsuits underneath our suits. Really, uh, but it was still quite cold. The, right. rain, the rain, the water was cold, uh, and uh, but the young lady who played the prostitute, uh-huh. uh, who yeah, she and had, she was in that bag and, and her she makeup. was in the bag oh. and the dress, and she had a rough night. So it oh. was a it was a long it was a long rough night. But uh, man, it made for some kick ass television. Oh, I for mean, sure. Just a, it was an amazing amazing night of television yeah. to watch. Yeah, we've so yeah, we've heard a lot of people saying the last episode will blow your mind. It's right? pretty yeah, it's Definitely. pretty crazy. So. I love it how it all just comes together like that, you know? Mm-hmm. It all it all comes together. I mean, it's it's such a beautifully crafted show from beginning to end. Definitely. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens in season two. I know. Yeah. We are all excited. Yeah. So I guess we we see at the begin in that in that same scene how, you know, there Hal basically says, like, we need to go to Charlie for help. And so we see that, you know, they're panicking, trying to find out where the prostitute is and or where the girl is, and they're, he's blackmailing them. And yeah. basically, like, yeah. how would you describe the relationship between Hal and Charlie? Well, I think... It, it's more, it's different because Ken and Charlie, we obviously know, are having this romantic affair, but yeah. Hal is kind of on the side of it, but he knows everything that's going on with Charlie. He's, he's on the side of it, but he's also... Uh, I think I think Charlie has kind of a, a, a grudging respect for Hal. Okay, I mean, yeah. when he confronted him in the parking lot that day, I mean, Charlie knows where all the bodies are buried, mm. literally and figuratively. Right. And, and and as does Hal. They have so much dirt on each other that. And that's uh, why he says we need to go to Charlie for help because yeah. they can't do it without each other. Right. Right. Uh-huh. So they have that. You know, I won't tell, you won't tell mentality. Kind they of. both know so much. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, their relationship goes back to that. I mean, that scene in the parking lot, that's 1959. You know, that's seven, eight years before, before. you know, before the stuff that we see in the show. So, mm-hmm. uh, so their relationship goes back a long time. A long time. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, fa- it's fascinating. It was fascinating to play. Right. Fascinating to watch Gethin tra- and go, Gethin do what he did by going back in time mm-hmm. uh, and playing the younger version of himself. You know, we all had to be. Yeah. younger version of ourselves. That's and, uh, true. So he literally went and just took his beard off. Took his it. beard off on the last night. That no, was the, the last, last the last scene of the last uh, the last episode. The very last night, that scene in the rain at the hotel. Uh, we were in the hair and makeup trailer, and Gethin was shaved right shaving off. off this beard that he'd he had. He actually for, looked so much younger. He did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he really did. He looked like a little yeah. schoolboy, and he was yeah. wearing a oh suit my. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was like, who is this guy? Who yeah. is this? He looks respectable. And he was a. I mean, Manson was a pimp. 
during that era. Mm-hmm. He was a career criminal most of his most of his life. I mean, he was in and out of jail, but he spent more more time in jail, I think, than out of it. Uh, yeah, definitely, oh, definitely, he did. Yeah, but he was a God. What a wonderful performance! And uh, just watching Gethin again tonight. That yeah. last the last scene with the girls. Oh uh, my gosh! It, so good, he, so good. Yeah, the way he plays Charlie is just fascinating because he. He does play it so well yeah. that you literally think you're watching Charlie Manson on the screen. Yeah, I thought the acting was the highlight of the whole series. Definitely. Yeah. Just watching, you know, the beauty of David Duchovny, even Brian Schaefer, no, what's his name, Gray Damon. Gray yes, Damon. Gray. I think that he came into his own that role. Not many people knew him, but yep. now he's a well-respected, mm-hmm. went toe-to-toe with the best. Claire Holt. I mean, Claire every, everybody, everybody got a, a, a chance to shine. Every single... Uh, the the actor that plays Jimmy Two, oh, mm-hmm. uh, you know the, the the pimpy guy, yeah. and Claire Carey, and and Claire Holt, and Chance Kelly, mm. who plays Cutler. Everybody got great Their great moment. moments in the show, and uh, you know this last episode, I had uh, this was sort of my I had a terrific exactly terrific that, opportunity this is to yours. you know I had to dig into every tool in the in the acting toolbox yeah, on that you know, last couple of days. Yeah. yeah, you wow. When you signed up for the role, did you know? How it was all going to come down to you that Not last episode? No idea, no idea. They so, did, they didn't really. Uh, I mean, it sort of unfolded as we went along, but I had no idea what what Hal's journey was going to be when I okay. when I when I signed on for the pilot. I mean, I knew that he was going to be he was a he was a, an attorney, prominent Beverly Hills attorney. Um, he was a little bent, a little corrupt. But, but you didn't know. And then, what was your initial no. reaction when you read that last? Wow. Were you like? Oh wow, it's fantastic! I didn't even know who I was playing this whole oh, time. No, you know? like, oh no, when I, when I read the last episode, oh, I was, I was, I mean, I was you're thrilled. Like, this is awesome. I was just awesome. It was, you know, because I'd I'd had some wonderful moments throughout the throughout the series. I think mm-hmm. I did the five or six episodes, but when I saw the the thirteenth episode, I thought, oh wow, I've got some, I've got some work to do. Yeah, I've got a lot of work to do. Uh, I mean, as an actor, I've got a lot of things to bring to the table, mm-hmm. and I got to get busy trying but, to figure out right. yeah know. that's a good point what uh, you said is it hard playing a character not knowing where the character's going I think so yeah um, because some shows have a bible you know some shows have a, a an idea of the showrunner will give you an idea yeah. where the character's going mm-hmm. um, in, in this case I just didn't because I came in every third or fourth episode throughout the series mm-hmm. so I didn't really uh, I didn't really know where he was going and so I would talk to I would talk to David. I mm-hmm. would talk to whoever was on the set. I'd talk to John McNamara and say, "What's happened?" So this is now episode seven or eight. What's happened since the last time you saw Hal? Mm-hmm. Um, and John always knew. Like they always knew. They would always give me a little, a little roadmap. Like little, oh, Hal did this, and then he did yeah, this. just just that to hard just to, to me. give me a little. Well, it is hard, but they always almost like giving a little uh, like a like a triptych, like you get for triple A. Yeah, you know, he's been here and he's done this just to give me some little sense of the journey trip, that's been on. He did this, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, so you just walk in, I'm back, guys. So where are we up to? Well, <laughs> but I mean, but I, you know, I, I I didn't want to have to create it out of whole cloth. I wanted to have exactly. some some sense of. Where he'd come from, mm-hmm. so uh, so they were all very helpful. That's fascinating. But also, just in terms of that last episode, uh, I really needed to have an idea for myself in terms of how to play him. Uh, you know where where he'd come from because mm. you hadn't seen him. You saw me a little bit at the end of twelve, but then not before that in like seven or eight. Exactly, you've so, gone so well. I was gone for a while, so I wanted to know where I'd. That's been. interesting where where his character went. So if you had to say, what would you think that Hal's like childhood was like oh. and his teenage years what would you think that his background is like but, but from the way that he ended up 
Do you have any idea? I could. I mean, I could. I couldn't even speculate how he, how he what what his child what it was like to to get him to to get that him to the way messed up of a person exactly. the way he was. Wow. If you had to guess, oh, we'd put him on the spot. That's a whole. That's a whole other show. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole Let's other show. Let's have a new show. Yeah, Hal's, Hal's background. That crazy Hal. That crazy yeah. Hal. Yeah. That's the name. It's like yeah. Better Call Soul. You know. Better Call Soul. Exactly. Right. That crazy uh, Hal. Listen, we want to do a spinoff of Hal Banyan. Let's do it. I'm in. All right. Um, a pretty effed up childhood. Exactly. I would I would imagine. <laughs> I agree. To, to get him to that place. Well, Did this? But everybody has their. Uh, you know, everybody has their their little kinks. Yeah. So we uh, know, we know you've been renewed for season two. Did this show? What were your expectations of the show coming into it? Has it exceeded your expectations of success? Uh, you're always thrilled when you get a second season. I mean, the mm. the uh, satisfaction that I did last season, last summer, uh, on USA, uh, hadn't hadn't any clue that we would get picked up. Right. And uh, we just finished our second season in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, thrilled, thrilled about that. So it's always a blessing. So upcoming get. actors should look at your track record when they choose to do a <laughs> yeah, pilot. Not the guy. <laughs> well, because we found out a while ago that Aquarius was getting picked back up. Yeah, so found out a couple of months ago that we were great, yeah. getting picked up. So, uh, But we don't know whether Banyan is. Uh, we don't know. Because we don't know what's up with Banyan. Cause, there's so much we don't know. Yeah. Well, you, right. see the, you see the flash in the car at the end? Well, yeah, the who gun, the hell the got gun shot? goes off, huh? Who got shot? We, that's the thing. We don't know. I don't know. So well, no, no. we see in that in that whole thing that's unfolding, we no, see that he's you know Ken's dropping the drugs into the alcohol, getting Hal to drink it, and he, yeah. he he's going that's there. That's my buddy. That's my that's partner. Your Why would he do that to me? That's what I'm saying. Why would he do that to me? Oh, I would like rewound it. I'm <laughs> like, hold on, is he dropping? What is going in there? Like, what kind of pills are those? He thought he was poisoning Charlie. Originally. I almost thought that he was going to poison Charlie because yeah. I'm like, there's yeah. no way. There's no way that he's going to do this to Hal. Yeah. So he's dropping the drugs in there, and then, you know, Hal's drinking. Hal's all messed up. Yeah. And then like, he pulls the gun on him. And I'm like, what is happening? I, and he I writes legit- the fake suicide note. And he writes note. the fake suicide It's yeah. like, dear family and friends, you know, yeah. I'm so sorry that this had to happen. But then, unexpectedly, Hal It's a really up. messed up enabling relationship. And the Hal's two of those, hilarious. The two of them had a really, I mean, the way yeah. they enabled one another. Uh, I mean, ha- you know, the, when I'm sitting there drinking my scotch and getting mm-hmm. progressively drunker and... And I say, you know, well, what about your life? You're you're complaining. I mean, you know, binging for days on Rent Boys. I mean, he mm. his it's the pot calling the kettle black. He's right. you know he's talking to me about my twisted life, and exactly. I'm saying, hey, pal, you know, we 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 created these lives together. So Hal knows everything that like Hal knows that Ken is gay, that Ken's in the clock. Like he, oh, sure, he knows oh, everything yeah. about. Oh, yeah. They no, are no, no. they are that close that they know everything about each other. But he Hal would never say that to anybody. No, right. But I mean, but he knows all about it. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, he, Ken knows what went down in the parking lot. Exactly, and we saw that in the beginning because Hal said he's like, I saw you and Charlie together, and yeah. he saw them kissing in. Yeah, so he knows everything. That's what, what I know about Ken, he is the most ambitious person I've ever. He does not care who anyone is. Right. He will take <laughs> anyone down if it gets. But you know in what's his awesome way. about the way Brian plays it is he doesn't. He doesn't wear that ambition on his sleeve. It's mm. it's very very subtle. It's something you can does. tell too the way he acts. But it's just it's, so it's it's such a quiet presence that he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, I sound like I'm crushing on him. It's, it's a silly. <laughs> you thing. are a little bit. I, I think because just, no, I have I just, a lot of male crushes. No, he's just a masterful actor. I just <laughs> yeah, really, you know, it's definitely. just incredible. It's just such a subtle. His his his, his descent into darkness is so right. subtle and 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 uh, and and great to watch. It is, yeah, yeah. It, it is subtle. Yeah. yeah. So we see these two best friends, but also enemies. You know, going in this battle together, and 
then we see this beautiful shot of Los Angeles. They're up on the up on the hill, and then we don't know who gets who gets shot in the end. What, what do you guys think? I got I got no idea. I predicted and from you're not the start. Away. From the start, I predicted that Ken was going to die, and I still stand by that. You think Ken? Who are you pointing at? Who you at? My, the audience, America. The world. I think that Ken is dead, but you know what? I don't know because that would. I don't know what would happen in season two. Then I don't I, think either. Maybe maybe neither of them are dead. I, I'm, think, I'm thinking he might be dead. You think? He's just not telling us because Ken was such a important character. But in they the were whole like thing, struggling. Like episode. they were struggling really strangely. It seemed like it like went off in the roof or something. Maybe shot no one. Mm. That's Possibly. a good point. I got a confession to make. Oh, here okay, we go. What's up? Spill the bank. Here I we got go. a confession to make. Uh-oh. I told you. I told you about this backstage. So the scene in the car uh, when I'm taking little nips mm-hmm. off the bottle. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, there was there was an apple juice. <laughs> Method acting. It was an apple juice. Apple juice. <laughs> no, there was a little bit of a, a little bit of whiskey in there because I wanted to get I wanted to get a little bit of the taste of oh, the whiskey yeah. on my lips. Just to have that vibe in you my have head, to. yeah. Uh, and also, I was just maybe I was just also a little bummed out that the show was going to end. Right? He's like, I gotta, so, uh, I gotta have some liquid. And it was like know. four o'clock in the morning, so it was a little. It was Why a not? Li- breaking liquid. news. Yeah, breaking, was, breaking news, everybody. <laughs> but it was like we had a beer before the show to celebrate the end of the. We season. did. Hey, yeah, I would have so, done the same thing. I would have yeah. had a little whiskey around. You that know. brings up a point. Do yeah. Do you think do actors do that? Do they get in the part that much? They they go well. If he would have gotten in the part that much, he would have been literally dead. Because he oh, was yeah. that guy was drunk. <laughs> that guy was drunk off his ass. Oh, like, you mean in the scene of the house? Where, well, I mean, I'm when I'm just bombed throughout the whole scene with with Ken. But yeah, not, but not really. I, no, I mean, no, in the car. In the yeah, yeah. But in the scene of the house, I had to obviously get myself into that yeah. headspace. Uh, that was on a different night. But when we when we did the thing in the car mm-hmm. in the mountains, uh, yeah, I had I got myself a little. A little, little, little uh, something, something. Yeah, one of those uh, little, you know, shots. I'd, I'd do that before I do like my radio show and stuff. I feel like yeah. if I was gonna, out. if I was gonna play like a really drunk person, like I'd want to be drunk you so know, I would know what I'm doing. You, you know, know like cl- how do I really act when I'm drunk? I just had a couple of sips. I didn't. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no I just no, no, because I couldn't. I mean, because it was we were there for ten hours, right? Until the sun came up, <laughs> it would have worn been, off anyway. Yeah, and then uh, uh, and when we were we we wrapped the show. Uh, I, what was left in the bottle? I sort of passed it around to a couple mm-hmm. of colleagues. And oh, there you go. There you go. A lot of fun. Toasted the sunrise of and uh, went you, home and do, slept for three days. Do, do you all get together and have a moment of congratulations? It was a- there was more stuff to do after the gunshot in the car. So I think I was wrapped, and then I said my goodbyes. I hugged everybody and mm-hmm. and. Uh, Got the car and went home, and they still had three or four hours more left of shooting. Oh, man. So uh, it, do you we get, had a wrap party a couple weeks later. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, we had a time to get together and hug each other. Is and, it like sad for you every time? Because you've been on so many different shows. Like every time you're done with one, do you get a little sad? Or you're it's a like, little. Whatever, it's a little. No, no. It's a little. I. I very. It's. It's. A, there's a little bit of a little death every it seems time. Like every uh, time, right? Every time. Yeah. That. It's very. It's very sad. I'm always. I'm always like the last guy to leave the set. Oh, you're like everybody. When I when I, ra- when I rap, uh, I, I'm. Uh, I go into the makeup up trailer and say goodbye to everybody and, and uh, but I always end up kind of sticking around the craft service table and having another <laughs> donut because cause you know that I when you get to? in your car and you go home you don't know what's coming next exactly. so, uh, so I like to stick around and I like being on set. Oh, I really yeah. do. I it's like, like it. a little death every well, time. You, you clearly <laughs> like it. You have about speaking 500 of, things going on. Right. Speaking of deaths, we had a lot of those in this episode. We had the two brothers. Then we also I've never heard anybody say speaking of death with such Spe- a such of a chip. Speaking of <laughs> death. Speaking of it. Well, we let's did. talk about death. Well, let's talk about it. Well, that was pretty important because we see, you know, the two brothers died and then 
Sam gets his Medal of Honor, and then we also see uh, Ken shoving this girl's head in oh, with yeah. a freaking uh, I, shovel. Yeah. With a shovel. The last three episodes, there's been three scenes I didn't like. There's that scene. There was, it was scene. You know what it was? It was the... The noise. The noise. Because it, yeah. it sounded like brain. <laughs> yeah, we're watching and Spencer goes, hold on, the noise. Wait, the yeah. noise. You're going it, yeah. to... It's, it's gross. Chunk. Okay. Chunk. It sounded like brain. You, you went right to the... You feel it going through her head. That yeah. scene, the man, Charlie with his mother scene, when he... When he slapped her. When he beat her around, and the Sadie scene where he completely smashed her. Well, he had... I mean, Manson had a messed up relationship with his... With his mother, with his... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, okay, so we see, you know, the relationship between Sadie, too, and Charlie. And Sadie's obviously the girl, your go-to girl, yeah. to do things with. And, and Charlie gives her away, yeah. basically. So that that's where I feel like, you know, this strained relationship between Charlie and Sadie come from the whole time. Because she keeps saying, you know, I don't. he doesn't love me, I don't understand. But yet, here he is, pawning her off to Hal and all these other people for, like... Weird ritual. Well, you know the story about what happened to Manson in real life. What happened to him is, I think, his own mother, his mother, uh, and I think it's alluded to in the show. His mother uh, sold him for like a bucket yeah. of beer. Yes. Or mm-hmm. Yeah. And for like he, a, a pail of beer. Right. And they like re- rekindled later. <laughs> right. But that's where it came from. Right. Yeah. No. Right. Gave it. Gave him away. I think. Yeah. I mean, Sadie just loves Charlie, and oh, she yeah. can't deal with it, and she knows that. Yeah, she stole sleeping a baby with other for guys him. and stuff is just part of his ritual, which she has to do to be loved by him. But she can never quite get that. I'd steal a She's baby. Like always I'd steal a baby for him. Oh yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, and she steals his freaking baby too because the the Louis baby Chief. was well. He takes a, a knife and goes a little crazy in there. I don't even want to get too much into it. But then the, you know the baby's stillborn, and then Sadie goes and steals a baby from the hospital. <laughs> and everyone's cool with it. They're like, yeah, yeah, great. This is awesome. Except I wish we could Emma. have people calling in right now. I want to have right. callers call in and say, you know, and asking questions. Right. Awesome. But Emma was the one that was a little upset about that. You mm. could tell. I'd, yeah, so Emma was strange this episode. Did anyone think she was really strange? Right. Well, well, she's she, strange. I she's mean, a strange girl. But we know yeah. she's strange. But what but, a great performance, though. Oh she was also gosh, great. Yeah. She was just terrific to but watch. I'm still confused. Why? I thought she was in jail for so long that she was over the whole man. I thought thing. so, too. And she was acting like it in the previous episodes. I predicted she was going to come home and be well, done with it. I think what it was is that and the last time I was with you guys, she was walking away, right? She was walking exactly walking down. The She's road. been in jail for like three episodes, yeah, four episodes. Yeah. We haven't even seen her. But then I think it was is that we see Grace and she goes in there and she goes. I'm not the mother you wanted. Well, you're not the daughter that I wanted. Right, and then that was right. she's like, okay, whatever. I'm going back to my family. And then, Michaela crushed it in that scene. Oh too. my gosh! Yeah. And then she just forgives Sadie. Like Sadie yeah. got her put in jail, and she's just like, "I love you, Sadie. I forgive you." I don't know. Sadie's so creepy. I think to it's because Emma knows she has the upper hand. She knows Charlie loves her more than Sadie. Exactly. She, she always have that. So she's playing the like politically correct role in some sort of way. Right. Yeah. She knows she has that over her. Yeah, really. definitely. But yeah, I think that's why the relationship was strained the whole time because he's. Pawning her off to. Well, you got a lot of notes there. I know, what else you I got? know. What else we got? Yeah, notes? he doesn't pawn her off to many other people besides Hal, though. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Hal. Hal gets the, apparently the best girl that he has. That Charlie has. Yeah, it's it's, fa- <laughs> it's fascinating. Well, he's stuff. a classy guy. He's a. I mean, Hal is pretty. He's classy. a classy guy. He's he should, pretty damn classy. He should, he should get the best girls. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. So. Also in this episode, we, okay, so there's a couple other things that happen. We see the relationship between Walt. We see the thing that was happening with Charmaine. Charmaine, I feel like, should have gotten that Medal of Honor at the end. Does anybody else agree? Mm-hmm. I think so. Charmaine? Yeah. So Charmaine's been kidnapped. But you know it's all politics. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you right. only got the, 
and the great Xander Berkeley, who plays the chief of police, mm-hmm. uh, bestows the Medal of Honor on, exactly. on him at the end. And it's all, it's, it, it was very reminiscent to me of, uh, of L.A. Confidential, the yeah. relationship that, that's okay. just that, that darkly corrupt relationship mm-hmm. in the police force. Mm-hmm. It was very political. So can we, let's talk about that scene for a second. I felt like, you know, they Sam killed both the both the brothers were killed. The brothers. So Sam was almost depressed about Sam his son. Sam was like having a moment depressed that his son had just got arrested. So I felt yeah. like he was confessing that he should be charged because he didn't act because those guys were killed and mm-hmm. he didn't have to kill them. He mm-hmm. said, "I didn't have to kill him, but I wanted him dead." Mm-hmm. Then the next thing, he was even surprised when he got the Medal of Valor for it. But the, he the was ju- surprised. Yeah, but the judge came and said. Pretty much, it's because we don't want all this getting out to the public. We're going to close it, forget about it's it, crazy, and going to give you the well, middle. And David Duchovny was just so like unfazed. He's like, whatever. Yeah. Like he just he's literally. He's just the. I mean, he's also the the master of playing it cool. He's amazing. Nobody looks cooler than he does. I'm going to ask amazing. you this: yeah. Is he Californication? I've said it. Aquarius X. He plays the same laid back, quick witted guy. Is he like that in real life? Is yeah. that what he's like? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. very he's, similar. I, I mean, he's he's very he's a he's a quiet spoken guy. He's very smart. Uh, I mean, you know, he just published a, a novel not too long ago. And, yeah, he's uh, highly intelligent. This lovely, lovely guy. Very smart, but quiet. He's not a he's not a uh, not loquacious. He's not a uh, slap you on the back kind of mm-hmm. hangout. Um, he kind of keeps to himself. He's quiet and does his thing. It's, he's a professional. He shows yeah. up, does his job. Kills it and kills goes, it. goes home. And then, yeah. yeah. Right. He's, he's goes home of, and takes care of his kids. Exactly. You know? He's one of those actors that everyone knows yeah. because he's so freaking cool. Right. You know? He's so cool, but also just... I mean, yeah, there's cool, but also he's been he's been so successful for so long because he's just so damn solid. Right. You know? He's okay, just so yeah. solid. He's just a solid professional actor, and he delivers... And yeah, there. I mean, there's similarities to. I mean, if you look at Hank Moody and Sam Hodiak and and you know and Mulder, I mean, there are certain tropes that he brings to each sure. of those different characters, but they're all completely different from one another. When you know, when uh, you're watching a, he plays when, smart guys. Mm-hmm. When you're watching like a movie or a series you're in, do you watch the other the other actors play their part? How they act? Do you take anything sure. from it? Oh, sure. Do you try and learn all the time? Oh, yeah. I feel like that's what you have to do in order to keep improving. You know, yeah. is keeping. I mean, and you know, and sometimes you say, "Oh, I'm going to take that." And uh, I mean, I've I've seen actors do things that that I found myself kind of filing away, and then you know, we all kind of take from each other. And mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, because I mean, you, you you look at stuff that. You look at stuff that Brando did, or you know, even Jimmy mm. Stewart or Jack Lemmon. I mean, back in the old days, I mean, those guys were just master craftsmen. Um, and I think all of the best actors today are just, you know, emulating what the the greats back then. Definitely, did. has yeah. acting changed much? I think it's changed a lot. I mean, I think obviously, I think Brando changed it. You think uh, he, he his method sort of style? I, I mean, it, it, to a certain extent. I mean, he changes. It's it's kind of. I mean, they say you know Miles Davis says I changed jazz music like five different times. Yeah. I mean, it changed and morphed so many times over the years of the fifty years in his career. I mean, he was such an extraordinary craftsman and so gifted at what he did. A lot of different actors have brought so many different things to to the craft of acting. That yeah, I think it's changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but Brando definitely changed the game, I think, for, for, for everybody. You know, and that was 50 years ago. Yeah, definitely. You know. So we don't have that much time left, but 
since Aquarius, since it, this is the last episode, it's the finale, we're going to season two. I want to ask you, what do you think was like the number one thing about being an Aquarius and playing this role? What was your favorite number one part? Favorite thing about being in the show? Yeah. I think just a chance to, uh, I think this is the writing. I mean, yeah. the, the writing was just so rich and deep and, and, uh, I love period stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love doing Mad Men. I love doing uh, I love doing period <laughs> period things. And uh, so, the, for me, the writing just the chance to, to say those words. The writers on that show were extraordinary. So right. just a, it was just a joy to show up and work. Because, like I said, I mean, I would come every three or four episodes, mm-hmm. and I'd look at the script and go, "Wow, I get to do that today." Okay. And I was usually in one scene per episode. Sure. But what a scene! What a scene! I mean, every every time. scene I was in, it was like. You know, I'm only going to do one scene, but damn, what a what, what a, a great one. piece of writing! Yeah, the scene in the parking lot with Charlie, the scene in the office with Ken. Um, each time, it was like, wow, we get to go. I get to get in the ring with this other terrific actor mm-hmm. and throw down, and you know that was the joy of it. Did, did, yeah. did Just to show know, up to work and have a ball. Exactly. Did you know the stakes? Like your scenes, this episode pretty much influenced the whole series. <laughs> did, did, but I didn't know that. Did, I didn't yeah, know, you know that it. until I got the script for thirteen. I had no idea that that Hal had been up to all of this shenanigans. Which is crazy. Yeah, John Hamm, David Duchovny. Oh, um, it was a great Brian Cranston. Such a great all the guys, all my favorite shows. Oh my god! Let's let's <laughs> just do let's get into our predictions for next season real quick mm. before we end. You gotta predict. Season we gotta two? predict season two. Yeah. Wow! And we're all hoping so much that Hal comes back, right? Me too. Yeah. My prediction from day one: Ken's dead. He's done. Hal's gonna become like the next like. Uh, superhero on this? No, not that far. <laughs> but, like, but I think Ken's gonna. I think Ken's gonna. Pass I think. Away. I mean, I, I would say uh, it's. It looks like it looks like Hal Banyan's pretty much toast. It, it looks like one so, of them is toast. Are you giving a hint there? Huh? Are you hinting anything there? I'm not hinting at anything. No. I mean, I as far as I know, I'm you know I'm uh, I'm down the road. I'm on I'm on to the next show. I you know right. if, if somehow they uh, find a way to bring me back, I'd be thrilled. Thrilled. So, okay. For sure. And yeah. you? Um, I'm not convinced Ken's dead. Okay. I think he was such an instrumental part. I, I totally agree with that. I, I just have to say just, from day one that he is. I can't You're a provocateur. Oh, yeah. I can't see the show without Ken, really. But mm-hmm. so I'm so interested to see the way they're going to take it. They've already get given a few hints. Sure. Charmaine has been taken, kidnapped, it looks like, yeah. by... Mm-hmm. What's his name, Roy? Mm-hmm. So Brian's going to have to go sort that out, but they still think Brian, is, they don't know Brian's undercover. Right. So his identity might get exposed, so that's going to go that way right there. Uh-huh. And then David is going to get involved in that. And I think you're just going to see Manson become creepier and creepier leading up to... Oh, my God. Is that, is that even, oh, yeah. Is, is that, that even possible? No, he's definitely coming creepier, for so sure. It's, it's going to get more... It has to go It has to go that way. Definitely. As for you, I just don't... I don't think Banyan could get any creepier. Yeah, so. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. If you, man, if you are back in it, yeah. you're going to have to do some serious acting. <laughs> like, I, might, I might have more, to. Not, I might have to. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. This has been After Buzz TV Aquarius. Episode 13, the finale of Season 1. We are so excited. Thank you so much, Spencer, Thank for joining both. us. It's Thank been you both. great. Thank you. Thanks, guys. I'm your host, Paige Bonanno. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Paige Bonanno. I'm your actor, Spencer Garrett. You can follow <laughs> me at 1SpencerGarrett or SpencerGarrett1 on Instagram. There we go. And I'm just that guy, David, that Australian guy. Yeah, Australian guy. Behind me, guy in a girl show that, that, that Australian guy? <laughs> no, no. Go, um, I've got my Twitter. What? Guy in a girl show. Guy in a girl show. I'm just getting emotional this season, man. I know. Oh, I know. All right. Well, thanks so much, everybody, for joining us. We'll see you next season. Thanks for tuning in.
from executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz. Buzz. See you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.